I'm Janine. This is Outside the Box. Today, I'm in conversation with Deb Jalels. Hi. Yeah, hey, Janine. How are you? Good. So I've known Deb for a while. Uh, you have a company, LA Media Consultants. How long have you had that? Um, for 16 years. Wow. How did that get started, Deb? Well, I was, um, at one point, you know, I started off as in the studio system as a development executive. And then, you know, around 2000, I went to work for a Japanese media company. And I was doing so many different things like buying films internationally. I was producing a, a talk show with celebrities, but for the Japan and Korea audience. And then, you know, when that, you know, eventually they lost their funding. And so I took all my experience, like from the film festivals, the film markets, PR, you know, marketing development, and I formed my own, you know, consulting, media consulting company. That's really interesting because one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because now is a time when here we have over 40 million people out of work and people are also working remotely and possibly thinking about maybe pivoting and you're really good at pivoting. Right, exactly. Uh, how long have you had that mindset that, you know what, things are going this way and I'm just going to switch it another way because I know I can do it? Well, I always was kind of more entrepreneurial, you know, even from when I was younger and when I was, but I, you know, I pretty much, I would say after the mid nineties, so the late nineties, I was, you know, I mean, you know, for the kind of work I was doing, you know, like a being at like a development executive, it's sort of, you know, after you're like, you know, towards your early to mid forties, it's, you know, they, they prefer to hire younger people. Sure. So I just, you know, and after I, and after I had the experience of getting to work for the Japanese media company, I, you know, I realized that, you know, I had had offers to go back to work for people, but I felt like, you know, for me, the way forward was really to be self-employed because you know, I would always be at somebody, you know, like, let's say, you know, I was working and then this whole COVID thing happened, yes. you know, like, I mean, I would be like dependent on somebody else. And, you know, I find it just better to be dependent on myself. Right. And you have a lot of interests. I mean, you've been heavily involved with the La Femme International Film Festival for a long time. Yes, exactly. And, Tell me, you know, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I want to ask you about your role with that. Um, you know, so for, you know, I've been a, a very active board member. Um, so, you know, usually for the festival year to year, I'm, I do anything from, you know, create and, you know, like and program the panels, um, bring in honorees, bring in sponsorships. You know, I've been active in a lot of different things and it gave me a really good opportunity to, you know, create myself as like a short film expert too, because, you know, that's a big competition there. It seems like you really gravitate towards the entertainment industry. Absolutely. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, I kind of grew up and I wanted, always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I wasn't really interested in anything else. And, you know, um, when I left college and I lived in New York, I worked for, you know, Lionel Hampton, who was the famous, you know, vibe player. He was a family friend. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I always sort of gravitated towards more eccentric people and, you know, people that were creative and just being able to, you know, to create things and help people too at the same token. And I love what's happened with the La Femme International Film Festival because there's so many different categories. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, they have, um, you know, they have a short competition animation, um, you know, screenplay. They opened up to pilots because um, for, you know, they have, um, you know, sponsorships from, you know, Sony, diversity and inclusion and relationships for CBS and NBC. And then um, last year with the um, animated shorts, um, the there's a whole women, the women of Paramount Animation, it's just, that's the whole department. There might be one or two men that work there, but they were the ones that really looked at the, um, the films and they, you know, they introduced the films last year too and helped pick the winners, so. Is there a way for people to see some of these films online or some of the winners? Um, you know, they try and set up something and it, it just doesn't happen. Oh, okay. What about if people want more information about the Lafemme International Film Festival? They should just the website is um, lafemme.org, and I think that um, you know that they're like still in like they're you know they're not in their late entries. They're in their normal entries at least now for you know a few more weeks. I mean the festival this year is in the middle of October, and I have you know with everything that's happened, you know it's it's hard to say if it's going to be in person or online. You know? That was my next question because. No one knows right now, but for people that are writers, they should probably just keep writing and then check back. Right, I, like I'm doing next month a panel for Holly Shorts and that's um, <clears throat> an Oscar qualifying festival and we're doing it on Zoom. So, right. and I looked at it as, I think it's better because people from all over the world, like the, the, um, the panel I'm doing is like launching your career from your shorts. So, you know, like it's not gonna, like last year I did it and we were in some room upstairs in the Chinese theater and there were so many people in there. It was, you know, it was, you know, it was great, but this year, you know, given all the health standards and stuff, you know, they, I mean, they couldn't have even 25% of those people in there. Nice. So I think that, you know, it'll be a better situation. And I, and also another festival that's after that dances with films, I think they're planning to be in person. Oh, they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. They'll probably just take safety precautions and set something up. I mean, you know, like, it's weird because, you know, a few months ago I was speaking to Daniel Soule, who's the head of um, Holly Shorts, and I said, why didn't you move your festival back so you could be in the, thing, in the theater? And he said, because, you know, we don't know if, if the restrictions are going to come back on or not. So they just, you know, a lot of like, you know, I had a client that was in Ashland, you know, independent film festival and that was totally online for two weeks oh really mm. yeah i mean it has to be at this point right exactly you know? so uh holly shorts do they only accept produced pieces or are they accepting scripts too um i think they have a script competition oh that's good yeah i, I would have people check into it because you know they're also an oscar qualifying festival so they give out three different awards the films that can have their instant Oscar qualification. And because of all the stuff that's happened, the Oscars aren't even going to be until the mid-April in 2021. They should give the Oscars to the nursing and the doctors. Yeah, I think so too. And the frontline fire people. That, and yeah. This is an excellent time for people who are creative, who, uh, who are writers, producers, because you're home and you can get these ideas, you can produce them online with friends, or you can just keep writing and get ideas. Exactly. You know? 
and I've known people really even during the pandemic that have um, expanded and they've ended up creating opportunities for themselves too. I think you have to. Oh, exactly. For a sense of optimism and also just to kind of peel away who you are and kind of discover, you know, what can I do with this? What can I learn from these moments? Exactly. Really important. What advice would you give to people that um, are out of work and they need to pivot? Um, they, they need to find opportunities or create opportunities? Well, I think it's a good time, you know, to like even start exploring the things that you've always wanted to do, like maybe things, because I always find that if you're driven by passion more than practicality, you're going to probably get further. And I, you know, like I started my business, for example, like, you know, I was suddenly found myself out of work from this Japanese media company. And, um, you know, I didn't, you know, like I was thinking like, you know, I don't want to go like, I actually, I went to meet a friend of mine who was like a vice president at Sony. And, you know, he thought it was kind of funny that I was coming because, you know, like, I mean, he was like, well, you know, you're, you're a little mature for these jobs at this point. Cause you know, like, I he mean, actually he, said that. Right. I mean, he said, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I just decided, I mean, I did it very willy nilly. Like I created this really kind of tacky ad on Craigslist actually. And, you know, and talked about like, you know, to help somebody make their project into a reality. And, you know, and I swear within like three or four days, I had, you know, more business than I knew what to do with. But so, I was, you know, like, I mean, it was very, you know, like, you know, I talked about all my skills and everything. And, you know, I had decided that, you know, a friend, I'd met with this friend of mine who's now the head of Marriott Pictures, this, you know, guy, Scott Bedno. And he told me, you know, he sort of gave me the, um, the you know, how to structure of how I should structure the business that I have. And so, you know, like, it would seem like, oh, my God, they do so much. But, you know, it's like in every way, um, I, you know, it started more with people that needed, you know, help and moving like their TV or film projects. And because I had had a long history of working in the studios and also an independent film, and I had a lot of relationships at agencies and um, at the management companies, you know, I was able to, um, you know, get clients pretty fast. So I think to me, like, I think the key is to sit down and write down all of the things that you have, your assets, mm -hmm. and then find a way to market it and get it out there. And you never, you'd be, you know, people like you'll end up, you know, and you might pick up, you know, gigs at first, but pretty soon you can build up a client base. And, you know, you can, I mean, and, you know, you will find, you know, things to do. Yes. That's an excellent idea. It's kind of like, doing this brainstorm with yourself. What, where are your skills? What are you good at? Um, and kind of putting it into different compartments, you know? Right, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's, I sat down and I had like a conversation with myself and I said, you know, this is something that I really need to, um, uh, to just focus on. And it's like really interesting because, you know, um, it started one way and then you know when i started doing more things for you know the film festival circuit you know like la femme and some of the others and then you know i i mean and i learned to be a publicist based i mean when i worked for the japanese company i was doing a lot of red carpet events and also working with high-end entertainment for my show 
So it was, wasn't a harder thing to do, but, you know, learning the tricks of the trades. And I, you know, I had a lot of people that were mentors in that way and that, you know, really helped me, you know, establish myself. But I found that I could only learn by, you know, like starting, you know, from scratch and having to learn, you know, the tricks of the trade. You know, you can't just, you know, hop on to somebody else and go like, you know, like I, now I can do what you can do. You have to send this out for yourself and build your press relationships and things. Yeah. Well, one, one thing you just said was um, networking and mentoring. That's really, really important, especially now. I mean, I'm finding that a lot of people are doing networking on LinkedIn. Um, how would you suggest they find mentors? Let's say they're screenwriters. You know, I would say LinkedIn, I would say, you know, they have a lot of different, you know, like things online, like I wouldn't, you know, like different sort of, you know, um, seminars. And then, you know, like, and, and those people tend to be, you know, very, um, you know, open afterwards. And it's also like, if you have like, let's say you have a dream mentor, there's nothing wrong with approaching them even through their manager or agent. If it's something specific and it seems logical, you know, I mean, it's a little, that's a little more of a difficult path, but I think that, you know, like even for myself, like when I've wanted to meet somebody or get somebody to like, look at a project of mine, I've always kind of found a way to make it really interesting to them that's and then have the, um, you know, and get the attention of that person. So, you know, that's another way too, is like, if you, you know, not just say, I want to have a dialogue with you, but I wrote the script and I would be interested in you directing it or, you know, shepherding it through and then have good reasons why. Sure. And, and not coming across so salesy. Pardon? Not trying to be so salesy and pushy, but, you like know. Substi be some substantive. Like, yes. You know, like substance always, because if you have facts and it's substance and they can relate to it on an emotional level, you know, then you'll really make some headway. Right, right. And I would also say, uh, try to write things that are very timely, try, you know, be without, um, you know, I, you and I had a conversation, I'm sure a lot of people are writing scripts about what it's like being in quarantine, uh, losing people, knowing people that are sick, but just try to write things that are very meaningful right now and, and diverse. Yeah, and I also think that heartfelt. Yes. You know, that's like really, because I think that's what's going to move people. I think that, you know, I mean, now it's interesting because I have, for a client, I'm working on a few TV things that we're pushing through the system. And, you know, I mean, for so for series, you really need to attach significant elements. So, you know, like I have, you know, but because the projects are strong i have you know like it's because and things are more open in a way now it's easier to approach managers and you know like i mean agents are mostly out of that because of the strike but you know it's easier to go to a management company and say i have this material and you know and they will help you move the things through the system and you're finding right now that people are pretty hungry so that's good that's yeah, good for people right. sitting at home that are thinking, I'm writing, what am I going to do? Right, exactly. Now, do you also mentor people that are kind of newbies to the business? I mean, in a way, I mean, I've had clients that, you know, that were starting out. And I mean, there was one, you know, writer and she um, ended up, 
you know, I introduced her to a manager and, you know, now she's a working writer. I mean, you know, I'll have like, you know, somebody because of, you know, my time and stuff, it's harder to like, you know, really be a one-on-one -on -one mentor. But if somebody approaches me, like, you know, I just did a seminar for Arizona State University. And so like, a, you know, a couple people afterwards, just, you know, I, I did it as a courtesy. I mean, I just, yeah. you know, I had some extra time with them and had phone calls and gave them some suggestions and, you know, said when you get to a certain point, you want to send me like what your rewrite is, it's great. I'm happy to do that. But I, you know, I can't do that with a lot of people because it would sure. take my time up. So. Right. Um, any other advice you'd give people that maybe want to start their own venture, like you being an entrepreneur? You know, I think you just have to have, you know, don't limit yourself and don't, you know, like, I mean, and just, I mean, instead of looking at, the, you have to kind of look at that anything's a possibility and, you know, like, and how you get the word out. Like, it's also because, you know, like, you could send out Facebook ads, just but figure out something that, you know, that you've always, you know, I think it's a good time now to try and explore things that you've always wanted to do. And now that, you know, the, the situation is what it is, why not do it? Oh, I agree. I agree. Are there things you've done for yourself during this time to kind of take care of your mental, physical, emotional health? Yeah, I've been taking a boot camp class at night. Um, you know, um, what else? I mean, you know, and just and basically like, you know, just staying in touch with friends, you know, like and talking to people when I need to. But I think, you know, like going for walks. I mean, I taking it, you know, I found that, you know, when I was in normalcy at the beginning of the year, you know, I would also be at a lot of meetings every day and then I would come home and I'd have piles of work to do for clients. But because they took out that, you know, that quotient of the meetings, you know, I'm much more intensive on each client. So in a way it's been, you know, like a blessing in disguise. So. Yeah, I know. I feel like I was having this conversation with the casting director. She was saying we were, we were moving at this ridiculous speed before. Right. You know, we were um, not noticing certain things. We were not present and mindful. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, when you're by, you know, when you're, you know, when you have, like, it's just you and you have this, you know, you have these, you know, your clients and the things you have to accomplish and you're not being, like, taken every which way and everything. It's really the time when you can make the most headway. Definitely. But I would just tell people out there, just don't, you know, don't limit yourselves because, you know, it's limitless, really. Every possibility, every day. I know it's very easy for people to get discouraged when they're trying to find work remotely. But then I think sometimes life does you a favor. And for you, I don't think you were going to find this one job that was going to make you happy because you have this entrepreneurial sense about you and there were too many things that you like to do. Right. And I, I mean, it's also like, I would say in the last five years, you know, like, you know, my whole life has totally changed. Like, you know, I, you know, took a foray into the world of Japanese anime and represented two companies and did, you know, PR and media consulting for them. And, um, and that was something I had never even thought about, you know, all the years before. I mean, you know, I was, you know, had a friend that, um, that did a lot of voiceovers for that. But I, you know, like when I looked at his bio, I was, you know, I go like, what is this? You know, I was like- Oh, you didn't even know what it was, Japanese right, anime. Right, huh? but because I had worked for a Japanese media company and, you know, I had um, a neighbor that 
had worked for Sega and, you know, TMS Entertainment happened to need a publicist. And, you know, she made the connection and that's how I got it started in that. And, you know, I did a lot of um, releases national with Fathom Events and just national releases. You know, I got to have a tremendous amount of experience and, you know, like did some Oscar campaigns for them. And, you know, we even got a satellite award nomination, which is, you know, was really good. So, I mean, it, you know, it was something that was a great adventure and a lot of fun. And I, but I was just very open. I said, yeah, let me try this. It was great. And, yeah, and I actually preferred, you know, doing that kind of um, PR, you know, sending out a press release because there's, you know, literally thousands of outlets and so many different niches. It was fascinating. So look at that. It's good advice for people to be open to yeah, not I mean, say no because you haven't done something. Right, exactly. You know, and, you know, I created myself as to be an anime expert, and you know, now I know the top people in there, and I'm taking two of properties or three and turning them into live action series for these clients. So it's amazing. Who would have thought? Right. Yeah. And that you know, and I'd wanted to find a way to get back into development and production, and it just sort of came like in a backhanded kind of way. So did you find that really on your own without anybody really advising you? Um, you know, what the, um, the anime, well, I was introduced by my friend, but as far as taking it one day, I just kind of thought like, how can I expand this? And then I wanted, and then I looked at my coffee table and there was a catalog of one of the anime studios works. And I looked through it and I said, this is a great idea. So I talked with them about it and, you know, they were interested because they were trying to like expand their business in the United States. And then I brought in a friend of mine, Mike McCary, who produced the Ring Trilogy and, mm-hmm. and I'll just did Fractured for Netflix, but he had a lot of like, um, you know, knowledge about working with Japanese, you know, studios and stuff. And, you know, that was, but that was something I had totally thought it up on my own, but I always, Easy. I wanted to find it like, I have a very expansive way of thinking because I've had to. It's like, I'm, you know, like that's the way my life has been, so. That's great. Do you have like a network of people that you bounce ideas off of or you're pretty much your own person? Um, not, I have a lot of friends that I bounce things off That's of. good, that's good. So that's a good bit of advice for people too. Right, exactly. You know? I mean, I think find things that you trust, but just, I would say that the greatest thing you can do is just be brave. Mm. You bet. Where can people find out more about you? Um, you can look at www.lamediaconsultantsplural.net. And, you know, it talks about like different things we do at my company and, you know, they should feel free to reach out to me. And if somebody has, you know, they want, you know, advice, I'm always happy to do that too. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. Okay, thank you, Janine, and it's good to see you, even if it's just virtually. <laughs> you know, we have that Syracuse connection. I know, I know. I don't miss that snow, though. Yeah, me either. In a way. Okay. <laughs>